Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me once again is Shay Dixon. Shay, how are you doing today? Doing well. Another home game, rocking. I've uh, I've got an update on tickets. Game time ad read coming. I've done my morning study. I've got. I'm getting people in for a good price here on this one. So stay tuned. There we go. Stay tuned. Stay tuned to the the midpoint ad break where we give you free advice on where to get tickets. That's um, right. Arkansas LSU, 6 p.m. Death Valley. LSU is coming off of a triumphant, a major win over uh, Mississippi State, where they basically, in my opinion, established themselves as being kind of back in the the thick of things in terms of the SEC West. And Arkansas is coming off a loss to BYU, um, and at home, nonetheless in a game where they, you know, outgained BYU, kind of outplayed BYU, but end up losing at home uh, for a couple reasons, which we'll get into. Just in general, on the surface, where do you want to start? What are your thoughts on, on this game? I guess I'm a bit, look at two things. One, LSU always plays this game in November after they've played Alabama, which Alabama is always a tough game. Then you have to turn around the next week, get up for Arkansas. It's always a physical game, and it's close. Remember, K.J. Jefferson didn't play in this game a year ago. Malik Hornsby did. It was 6-3 at halftime. It was 13-10 at the end of the game. It was sloppy. Jaden didn't play well. I feel like we're so far from that for some reason. I don't know. why. Like I just cannot envision a world where they go out there and it's a 13-10 game. Well, it also – in in my opinion, in my opinion, doesn't help Arkansas that they change their coordinators, right? Um, go from Odom and Bryles um, last year, who had success against LSU. Um, obviously, when you look at their starting quarterback Malik Hornsby, who can't even get the starting job at Texas State over TJ Finley, you know that's kind of the situation they were in, where they had to run, and that was their only hope. But Odom did a good job scheming up and limiting. Uh, Jaden Daniels, but also a lot of LSU was sick that week. So it's, I don't personally don't take much at all from last year's game against Arkansas. I take a lot more, obviously, off of what these two teams did this season, and especially last week from Arkansas, considering that that was their first real game against a P5's opponent. They end up losing it. LSU, obviously, we have a two game sample size with Florida State and Mississippi State. So we've seen good, bad, all that stuff. I feel like we have a much better handle on what LSU is at this point. Arkansas, like I said, loses that game to BYU 30, 38 to 31, outgains them by about 160 yards, uh, ends up with more first downs. They run the ball much better than BYU did. On the surface level, it didn't look like a game that was dominated by BYU. And, and I watched the game, obviously. So it, you can tell that it was something that Arkansas kind of let slip through their fingers uh, to a degree. Uh, 14 penalties for 125 yards does not help that. And uh, two turnovers, one fumble and one interception also does not help that. So I don't I don't know what to make exactly of this Arkansas team, which I think a lot of people are in the same boat, which explains the massive, massive spread on this game of 17 and a half. Are we imagining uh, Rocket Sanders, Raheem Sanders is not going to play? For Arkansas, he's one of their stars, and he plays running back. Yeah, I've been reading reading up on it, uh, and it sounds like he's been practicing more and more and more and revving up. And so when you read that, you kind of anticipate, okay, well, he'll give it a go. 
But then I think back to Logan Diggs, right? Logan Diggs for LSU against Florida State. He was in that same situation, revving up, revving up, getting there. And he was available, but Frank Wilson didn't play him um, because he didn't think he had had enough 100% reps against the first team. Raheem Sanders is such a known commodity at Arkansas. I don't know if it's the same situation. I think if he can go, he can go. And I think that that's kind of the difference. So I, I would assume that he gets in uh, there. I don't think there's been an official statement as I read last night that he was kind of progressing back. So uh, yeah, I would assume that he's at least going to give them something, but on the run game front, Arkansas does have AJ green who was running ten, sub 10, four, one hundreds, uh, a little win aided, but still 10, four, 100 meters in high school and he is a junior and broke a massive running into BYU. So I think the run game for Arkansas is a really interesting point. If you want to get real granular in this KJ Jefferson, obviously is a running threat has the last two years has averaged four and a half yards per carry this year is down to about two and a half. We'll see if they pick that back up. I think they need to because his ability just to fall forward for yards is huge. And then you have AJ green, the speed running back, then Raheem Sanders, in theory, should be that do-it-all kind of game-breaking running back for them. So I think the run game is a massive key for this Arkansas team. And you know, people are going to be like, well, last week, LSU shut down Mississippi State in the run game. That's what's, what's the problem here. The problem for me here is Arkansas has a much better chance of being balanced than Mississippi State does. I went into that Mississippi State game saying, these guys can't throw the ball. They don't have the weapons. They don't have the scheme. They, I mean, they just can't throw the ball. I know they had the quarterback, but I didn't think there was any shot they threw the ball. Here, I think Arkansas at least has the possibility of making some plays through the air with their transfer receiving core, KJ Jefferson. I think they scheme it up a little bit better. That's kind of my overview of the Arkansas offense right now. Yeah, Luke Haas is a good tight end. He can catch balls for you. Here's my question at a um, macro level. You mentioned Kendall Bryles. He's an excellent OC, one of the best. He's at TCU now. What is the – because a week ago, LSU faces Mississippi State, RIP Mike Leach, obviously. They moved away from the air raid to a completely different offense. Like how wholesale is Arkansas's changes from going from a Bryles offense to where they are now? It, it is a change. It is definitely a change. I don't think it is such an – it's definitely not the overhaul Mississippi State has, which I – think helps KJ Jefferson but the, the difference to me was Bryles offense was so spread out and it allowed KJ Jefferson it put a lot on KJ Jefferson's plate but it also enabled him to just make plays with his arms and his legs this one I, I don't see this offense being as KJ Jefferson reliant which I think is actually a bad thing because I, I think you want KJ Jefferson to have the ball in his hands and make you running and have those design QB powers, read options and stuff like that. Um, like I said, I think AJ green is going to be a big part of this and the run game and they're going to need their receivers to step up. It, it used to feel like it didn't matter what receivers you gave Kendall Bryles, even though they had Traylon Burks, but it didn't matter what receivers now it kind of matters. And I think they have good receivers that definitely don't have great receivers out there. So it's a change, but it's not an, it's definitely not an overhaul. Um, I don't think it affects it too, too much um, as far as the confusion level. What is the – here's what I can't make sense of. I mean, K.J. Jefferson is pushing 6'4". He's 240. Yeah. He's a load to bring down. How does he run the football 
for basically an average of a yard and a half on 15 carries against BYU. I think it was like 13 carries, 22 yeah. yards. Like what yeah. happened there? Because I think when LSU fans think about KJ Jefferson and facing him and watching him, it's, oh man, he's a load to bring down. Well, BYU seemed to have no issue containing him. Yeah, they sacked him. I believe they had four sacks in the game for 20 yards, 25 yards. Um, so that plays a factor, but they were definitely ready. And this gets to probably the biggest downside of this Arkansas offense is their offensive line. I really was not impressed with how their offensive line looked against BYU. Um, by That's the very un-Sam Pittman-like. Very much. Well, they lose. They lost two players to the draft, two offensive linemen to the draft. They, you know, in theory going into the year, they had two all-SEC players on their offensive line. So I went into it saying, okay, they're going to be fine up front. It didn't look like that. At BYU very much was able to get some pressure on KJ Jefferson, as I mentioned. They were able to stop the run um, in a big way as far as with KJ. And if you take away that 55-yard A.J. Green breakaway touchdown run you're looking at i think it was about three and a half yards per 3.2 yards per carry for the rest of the game so the offensive line is the biggest concern for me for arkansas and uh like we saw last week i think lsu d line has a very good shot at controlling um this game going into it when you think about defense maddie b a week ago and you wrote about this in your keys to the game it was deep shot after deep shot after deep shot, and Malik Neighbors and Jaden Daniels just put on a show. Yeah. But also Mississippi State approached it in an odd way that I did not think they would do or many teams would do, which is just, as you know, one-on-one coverage, single high safety, and Malik was burning them, Isaac Smith, every single time. Yeah. We do know who Arkansas's best corner is because he spent time at LSU, Dwight McLaughlin. But you kind of got the feel, I thought, that when people think, okay, number one corner versus number one receiver, that Denbrock's going to put neighbors in the slot, and it would probably be Brian Thomas versus Dwight McLaughlin. How do you kind of get a feel for maybe defensively or offensively what LSU is going to do to attack this defense as compared to a week ago when it was clear that they were saying, if that's how they're going to play us, we're going to keep taking shots. Yeah, it's it's really interesting because I can't see Arkansas daring them to do that again if if a team goes single high or just mans them up i think that's obvious lsu is putting malik neighbors in the slot moving forward um we saw a lot more chris hilton than kyron lacy i think as a result i think they like kyron lacy in that kind of slot role but when malik is in the slot they like hilton on on the boundary a little bit so if Arkansas mans up, which I they did a decent amount against BYU, but they did they did they did change it up pretty well. I think they kept Keaton Slovis um, uncomfortable. I do think it's Dwight McLaughlin against Brian Thomas on the boundary, and they'll put Malik back in the slot. So with that, you're going to need safety help over Malik if that's the case, because you can't have just a nickel corner or a safety on Malik and expect it to be okay. And that should open up the game for the rest of the receivers the run game, that's where I'm excited to see uh, LSU continue to evolve offensively is if they take away Malik, where's your counterpunch? And I think LSU has plenty of counterpunches uh, in their back pocket, but it's just kind of what are they going to do? Um, real quick on the Arkansas defense, like you said, Dwight McLaughlin, 
I do think they have a pretty good pass rush. I think they showed that against BYU. Trajan Jeffcoat transfers in uh, from uh, Missouri. He's a solid player. Um, Landon Jackson, obviously another former LSU player. I think he also is a very capable playmaker at three tackles for loss against BYU. So you have a solid defensive line. I think that's where LSU could face some trouble because I just didn't think Mississippi State had the scheme or the personnel to really match LSU here. But coming off last week, I expect Arkansas to maybe put up a better fight defensively than what Mississippi State did. Any other uh, notable kind of matchup stuff you're looking at? I know that, gosh, a year ago, like I said, this game was super tight. Fortunately, you get to play it early in the year, so you're a little bit more fresh. You're not worn down. If it is physical, you can handle it. You're not coming off of the Bama game. You're coming off of just a good win against Mississippi State, so you've got a little bit of momentum here. I think Josh Williams ran for a ton in this game a year ago. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the exact stats, but – I almost wonder if this isn't a game where, yes, they threw the hell out of the ball a week ago, but where Jaden and the running backs are running it, running it, running it, taking what you get, what they're giving you, and continuing just to move the ball down the field and get in the red zone. I I think that that's kind of where I'm at, too. I I don't think Arkansas lets them throw the ball as much as they did. I think they're a better defense than what Mississippi State is. I, I'm very low on Mississippi State. Um, and again, I don't want to take away from LSU's performance last week because that was very impressive, but I'm just not a believer in, in the Bulldogs at all. Um, Arkansas, I think, defensively will try to take away Malik quite a bit more. And who knows, maybe Brian Thomas against McLaughlin. That'll be a really interesting matchup. Um, assuming we get that, then you'll have to get some help from Hilton or Lacey or Anderson. That's where the counter punch is that I always talk about. And then, like you said, running the ball. Ultimately, for LSU to be consistent this year on offense, they're going to have to run the ball. We've talked about that at length. I think that's kind of, like you said, the the underrated point going into this game is how well can LSU control line of scrimmage on offense where it was good, um, but I think this is a much better defensive line in Arkansas than uh, Mississippi State. It'll be interesting to see because I know that look, Mississippi State was a blowout, but and they threw the ball so well that we still want to see that run game come through with some different concepts and having week after week where you're stacking running the football well beyond Jaden Daniels. And we've gotten a little glimpse of it, but whether it is Logan Diggs, Josh Williams, and Caleb Williams or Emory or Kane, I don't know. But yeah, I just I get the sense this might be a run heavy week. And that's okay. I'd like to see them run the football. Yeah. Has it surprised you at all how much they've run Jaden Daniels this year? A little bit. Uh, Mississippi State, yes. I thought that was a game where when you look up at the end and he led you in rushing, it was – it almost felt like risky in a way. And you see when he goes downfield, he's not sliding ever. And he got one guy kicked out of the game for targeting, Sean Preston, which – he kind of ran right into Sean Preston's crown of his helmet, in my opinion. But another time, what when he scored that touchdown, it was kind of like yep. he got windmilled a bit on it by just going in straight up, diving and getting hit. I, for me, the the running aspect of Jaden simply comes down to I don't want to get him injured. And if you can run it other ways, then great. But yeah, I am a little surprised by how much they're still running Jaden, especially in games like that where I didn't think they had to especially when you hear Brian Kelly talk about how he winces every time Jane Daniel gets 
gets hit as he's throwing the ball. Like he says, yeah, Jaden throws the ball and then takes a shot. Boom. Well, and then in my head, I'm like, okay, then the next play, y'all run a designed, you know, quarterback keeper <laughs> to get like six yards and take another hit. Um, so that that is, I, I just wanted to ask that because I am a little surprised at how frequently they are looking to run him by design. Um, and I understand well, and, a lot of his aren't by design, but still. Well, he did that a year ago by design and yeah, because the O-line broke down at times and he had to run. But remember in November, after that Bama game, Arkansas, he was hobbling. The next week, they had to put Nussmeyer in SEC championship. He, at halftime, just could not go back in. And then he got a month rest and got to play in the bowl game. So if you're really hoping to build towards some long-term competitive November football where you're playing for something meaningful, I would imagine you have to reel back Jaden in any way you can over these next two months. But we'll see. I don't know. Your thoughts? No, I I agree. I I agree. I just thought it was an interesting – point going into this game because of how many shots we've seen Jaden Daniels already take so um I, I think you made a good point with the running backs the running backs I'll say it again and and last week the running backs did well, you've got eight of them let's just yeah. use them last week uh, to be fair I think we mentioned on the podcast the running backs did outgain Jaden Daniels as a whole but but Daniels was the leading rusher still yes um, we'll see how that goes this this week that should that should be the metric like if it if it takes more than like your leading rusher at a running back and your lowest rusher at running back combined and they're short of Jaden, that's like an issue. If your highest running back and lowest running back can combine their yard and should be more than Jaden, then you're okay. It's something there like that, that. Yeah. We need to find the Jaden formula. I'll draw it up. <laughs> the Jaden formula. Of, yeah. Of the Jaden running back uh, yeah. kind of graph of how it should flow out each game. But um, look, Denbrock, likes to run the football with Jaden and it has worked many times. So we will uh, see how this week goes. Let's jump into uh game time real quick. Uh, again, download the game time app. If you don't have it already, create that account. Tigers is our promo code T I G E R S 20 bucks off your first purchase terms apply again, create an account, use tigers, get the 20 bucks off, download the game time ticket app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. We've told you before, it could be anything from sports to music to comedy. I know Chappelle was in New Orleans this past week. A number of people jumped on game time with that. Uh, They posted on the board about it. Mm. Any theater stuff you see. So they'll always have the best deals. I think Uh, Beyonce is coming in next week. Oh, who is? I think Beyonce is coming in next week, if I'm not mistaken. Those are those, well... They're not those tickets are gonna be more expensive than the ones I'm about to give you for this LSU Arkansas game. I'll tell you that. All right, so here's my picks of the week. Uh, again, for the folks who like to sit in the lower bowl, uh, about in between the 10 and 20 yard line on the uh, east side. Now, granted, it'll be nighttime, so the sun should be down. I've got some, uh, I'm looking at some $103 tickets right now each. And I guess you can kind of get a feel for it. Uh, yeah, I'll make you full screen. Okay, let's see. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay, so it's got to like go that way. Oh, man, why is it not showing? Oh, it just like disappears whenever I flip it around. But Oh, because it's doing it to your yeah, face. Now it thinks uh... I'm looking behind it, not the field anymore. Uh... Oh, that's tricky. But that's what I like about game time. I'm at least getting to look at where this is. This yeah. is very good tickets. <laughs> Um, 103 bucks, you'd be about four rows up. 
I've got some over by the visiting band and visiting section. If you really want to mix it up with Arkansas fans, <laughs> 70 bucks in the lower bowl, $72 in the lower bowl. Um, and if you want to be on the West side right now, best tickets for lower bowl, 125 bucks will get you 117. Uh, will get you in row two uh, again, right at about the 30 yard line. So if you get on the game time app, type in the LSU game tomorrow, 6 PM, click map, and then uh, you get a good feel for kind of everything that's out there. I don't know if I'll show that, but a yes, lot, lot of tickets available uh, there. So upper deck, lower deck, if you want to bring the kids and fam, take them to the upper deck, get more bang for your buck. Mm-hmm. You and your buddy, wife, solo, lower deck, spend the money. I uh, Night game, so not too hot. But again, game time, ticket app, and you're going to save 20 bucks off the purchase here. Yeah, a lot of uh, 75 and under in the end zones on the lower bowl. So if you do not have tickets to this game, which will be on ESPN, I have no idea. It's like the marquee weekend of college football, and somehow Herb Street and yeah, Fowler and Holly Rowe got the game. So I don't know what they did to, to deserve this one when there's about 10 other elite games going on, but – put on a show tiger stadium saturday night there's a maddie b there's only like six of these a year yeah get your tickets if you haven't gotten any yet if you want to make it to a game this year get on there game time app 20 bucks use the promo code tigers we'll get you covered so that's my ticketing uh advice for the day lower bowl you can get in for well under 100 uh upper deck obviously much lower than that so hope to see you guys out there i will uh we'll be in between the lower bowl and upper deck. We will be in the press box, Matty B. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. We're about at the 20 yard line, I would say. Oh, yeah. I have to think about that for a second. Yeah, we're definitely around 25 or so. On the south end. On the south end. Yeah. So I don't think about that. That's our vantage point each game. And Matty B has binoculars. So uh, we I pretty do. much can see whatever we need to see. Yes, I do. Um, all, right. all right. What do we want to do? Do we want to do MVP picks? Do we want to do MVP picks time? Okay. How are we rocking this? I love this because I do. I love think I car. actually went two of three last week. I'm going to be real about that. Did you, I don't know. I that, picked Greg Penn, but many people picked Whit Weeks. To I picked Jay Daniels. So. Oh, that's right. Who else did you pick? I picked Jay Daniels and I picked Jordan Jefferson, I think, because the okay. run game. I think I was I was high on that. So and then you picked Caleb think- Jackson. Jefferson was fine. I didn't take uh did I take yeah, I took Caleb Jackson on returns, which he didn't do anything. So I took Ramos. He had a couple field goals, made us extra points. That was yeah. good. You win I that. took uh Greg Brooks. Oh, excuse me, Greg Brooks. I took Greg Penn. Had a great game, maybe got outshined by weeks. So uh, I'll give that up if I have to. And then I took Logan Diggs. And while he played well, it was quite the uh Jaden Malik show. So let's run this one back. Okay. Our top performers who will get our game balls after the game on offense, defense, special teams. You want me to start? Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to try to be creative. I'm going to double down again. Okay. I'm going to double down again. I'm going Logan Diggs on offense. I think maybe this is a game they run the football some. Maybe Logan can get above 10 touches. They will throw it to him in the passing game. If he can get me a touchdown or two, that counts. As long as Jaden's not hair on fire again, playing out of this world, 
then maybe a running back gets the nod. I don't know another running back I would put over Logan at this point. Josh no. had a great game last year. I just think Logan's going to play more uh, than Josh will, if not equal. But I like the production out of the gate. So for the second week in a row, I will double down on Logan Diggs, uh, Notre Dame transfer running back who is playing very well in the first two games he's played. I like that. Um, you know me. I've been on the Logan Diggs train since he committed. I think he's the best back in the room. I think he'll get a lot of carries and he'll continue to be very good. Give me Will Campbell to bounce back from however many penalties he had last week. Um, but still, I think he held up pretty well on his end. Uh, I just need to see it. He's going to, like I said, Landon Jackson and Trajan Jeffcoat for Arkansas, some pretty solid pass rushers. They're not elite. I'm not saying they're all SEC first team guys, but they're solid pass rushers that can very much change the game if they're not accounted for. I think Will Campbell shuts down his side. No penalties, no holding calls, no pressures, no sacks. Will Campbell dominates that side of the ball. Number seven. No ripping helmets off. No throwing the helmet down the field. Nope. Um, no. So you're not predicting BK on a hot mic at any point. Get me a new beep left tackle. Nope. And then Will has to just go sit on the sidelines for the rest of the game. Nope. Will Campbell bounce back game. Number seven is the number seven for a reason. Playmaker. He's going to shut down on that side. So give me, give me Will. Okay. I like the pick. Okay, so we're going Logan Diggs and Will Campbell. Maybe you can help me out. If you can block, Logan can come outside and, and get some uh, some big runs. So we'll go Logan Diggs and Will Campbell on offense. Defense. Maybe I'll try to be creative here because I very much want to just pick Whit Weeks or Greg Penn because I do think that if this is a game where they're going to run the ball, much like State, that your linebackers need to be good. Omar Spates is listed as doubtful for the second week in a row. So that means that Weeks and Pin will be back out there. Oh, man, do I want to do it, Matty B? I'm about you, to say it. You want me to go first? Are you yeah. going to – are you – how risk how, – how out there is your pick? Mine's not out there, I don't think. Okay, go for it. Go for I'm it. I'm going Harold Perkins. I'm okay. Going All right. back to the well. Um, I think this is the game Harold Perkins really can can finally arrive this year. Oh, he finally uh, arrived last year in this game, right? He single-handedly won in the football game. Exactly, exactly. And while this is not going to be the Malik Hornsby offense for Arkansas, this is still going to be an offense that has where K.J. Jefferson has the ball in his hands a lot. And whether it's him running or him throwing the ball, I think this is where Harold Perkins can really start attacking tackles. Um, Arkansas's tackles last week really struggled, I thought, with BYU. And if that's the case, I think Harold Perkins' speed rush can just really hit home for a few sacks. So um, give me Harold Perkins two sacks in this game. Um, so over one and a half sacks. And I don't know how many tackles I'll say, but a couple, you know, a couple tackles for loss and just making plays. I think Harold Perkins shows up for the first time this year in a big way. Not saying he's been bad, but this is where he really makes his mark this year. Okay, I am going to go with this little stat for you, all right? Eight games over the past year plus, and he was banged up some last year, um, but in in the eight games last year for KJ Jefferson and then the one this year where he attempted more than 25 passes, 
he threw a pick in six of them. And that's a blend of SEC play, and there was like Missouri State in there. So if KJ's having to throw it more than 25 times, you've got a chance at a pick. The signs, as Jersey Jerry would say, Denver Harris, first interception in an LSU uniform this weekend. Defensive MVP. Oh, yes. I mean, last week we could say he was very – I could have gone good. with Whit Weeks. That's my easy choice. I went Greg Penn last week. I could have gone Weeks. You took Perkins. That's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm rolling with it. Um, I love it. Give it to me. Denver Harris, first pick. I, I love it. Um, you know, last week Mississippi State couldn't throw the ball for for nothing, and you can attribute that to partly uh, because of Denver Harris and Zy Alexander being good at corners. So we'll see this week. I think this is a much bigger test for them than um, State was. I just I'm, – I'm very interested to see how they come out and approach this game on, on both ends here. So, yeah, Denver Harris breakout game. Denver Harris and – I mean, we could both be right. Charles Perkins and Denver Harris. Lighten it up. Just like in okay. the fall camp. Let's get spicy on special teams. I can't go Ramos again. I can't just pick the kicker because every week he's going to get a couple field goals and make his extra points and be clutch for me. I'm not sure this is a game that comes down to the wire, so it's not like he's going to kick some kick with five seconds, obviously, uh, that wins them the game. If he does, he'd be the MVP. Did you pick something? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I said I'd let you go first. But I'm I'm going straight wild card here off the uh God. off the unexpected tree. I, I just don't think the kick return I don't I don't know. I don't be, I don't believe in the kick return anymore. Of I've I got burned last week saying Caleb Jackson was gonna return one to the forty. And instead it was Mississippi State who returned their kicks to the forty, basically half the time. Um, um I mean, is it too much to say the kickoff coverage team, I think, has a much better performance? Nathan Divert maybe will kick it out the end zone. Is that too specific? <laughs> if Nathan Divert just kicks it out the end zone, I think this is a win for the, the special teams. They've been doing a little bit of this direct. I don't know what they do. It's game by game. But they've been yeah. doing some directional kicking and making them bring it out. You might know where I'm going here. Okay, go ahead. Long, long shot of the century on my pick. Deshaun Womack forced fumble on a kickoff. <laughs> okay. The the deepest the deepest of game props. Yeah. LSU forces a special teams turnover, and I'm giving it to Deshaun Womack. It's gotta be. It's gotta be plus like ten thousand. Number sixteen. Watch out for him on kickoffs. Okay, there we go. Oh, yeah. No, no. Um, We're carrying extremely high odds on here. He, he may not even be on kick return coverage this week. <laughs> All right. I said he's going to kick it out the end zone. Uh, Shea has them forcing a fumble. So one of us will have a chance here. One of us will have a chance going into this game of uh, special teams uh, being correct. Okay. Predictions, thoughts. Um, we have our predictions. I have them in, the, in our um, – system shay they're ready to upload at 12 o'clock noon today so they'll be up i guess right at the time almost of this uh we post this so no secrets do you want to go first i did my normal um kind of look at the game line look at the over under split it and get a feel for there 
But then I just went a little bit more. I think that LSU's cruising. I think Arkansas is in a little bit of an odd period, right? Like Sam Pittman year, what, four now? They had really started to trend up. Now all of a sudden it's kind of stalling out. Fans are wondering what's the direction here. They've changed coordinators. I was a big fan of Bryles. Not so much of how they look right now. I'm really, really surprised the Sam Pittman team's offensive line is not numero uno, the most impressive thing about the team. In fact, it's a little bit of a deficiency. I'm going LSU 38, Arkansas 17. I think this is going to be a convincing win for LSU at home. I don't think it'll be all that close. I think Arkansas is able to score some. But LSU is going to be scoring at will. I will not be surprised if they come out, start fast, get down in the red zone, get some field goals, get some touchdowns. And by halftime, it looks like it's a comfortable lead that they end up kind of running the ball a good bit and just closing out and getting on to next week. So I've got a cover on a big number, and I guess I might have the over as well. 40. No, I might be on the under. Five. I might be on the dot, actually. I don't know what the total is, honestly. If I'm... I think it was 55. Okay. Yeah. So, um, there you go. Uh, I'm I'm hesitant. I'm hesitant. I definitely think LSU wins the game. That's not my concern. Um, I just need to see the consistency and the consistent edge that LSU needs to play with throughout SEC play. Um, I don't think Daniels has well, – can have – a better game than what he had last week. I think Arkansas will be able to scheme up something a little bit more challenging. I still have LSU in the thirties in this game. I think they're going to be able to score the ball. I really believe in this offense. It's the defensive side of the ball that I'm interested to see how they play on a consistent basis, which I, I understand, you know, Whit Weeks is great. Oh, Braden Swinson's awesome. You know, they, a lot of players are, are, are good, but there are still question marks to me. We didn't really see the secondary tested over the last week and a half or two weeks, really. Um, linebackers are going to have a much tougher job this week, and we're going to need to see the defensive line play very, very well to silence this Arkansas offense. I think KJ Jefferson is very good. I think their receivers are good enough. I think their running backs are good. Obviously, the O line is a question mark for Arkansas, but I just I I think they keep it close for three quarters and by close i mean mm. you know within within two scores and ultimately i i have um lsu winning this 34 24 i think i have this a little closer i'm the only one that has them not covering the spread here but I, I do think it will be a nice win i don't think it's ever in doubt per se but i think it stays in the 10 to 14 range for most of the game all right all right. This is my first time going really heavy on a big win. So 38-17 is a big number. Yeah. I think that's what I had last week, isn't it? 38-17? I think that's what I had. So what, close. What was it? 41-14? Yeah, 41-14. All right. Um, well, hey, let's wrap this up because you correctly pegged Mississippi State being the worst team in the SEC West. Is Arkansas the second worst team in the SEC West, or does that title belong to Auburn? Auburn AM this weekend. We will be tuned hey, in. Hey, let's see it. Um, wow. Uh, per, hmm. 
in my personal rankings, I would have Auburn at six, probably. Right, just a touch below Arkansas. I should have asked this earlier. Is there any fool's gold to thinking Arkansas is not good because they got beat by BYU? Yeah, I, I do. I think so a little bit. That's why I kind of prefaced it by saying they outgained BYU significantly. They ran the ball better than BYU. No, they doubled them up. Yeah, like they were on paper, which I know games are not won on paper. I've made that point several times. But on paper, they just box score watching, they outplayed uh, BYU. I think advanced stats-wise, I think success rate-wise, they outplayed BYU. They just lost the game, and that's obviously all that matters. But still, I, I don't look at the result of the BYU game and say, Arkansas stinks because they lost to BYU. Now, they have a lot of problems, but I don't think that's an, a good conclusion to reach just based off the result. So I do think they are better than what the public perception is, I guess, right now. But I think LSU still has a very good shot at potentially covering the spread still. I'm just not picking them to do it. All right, anything else? This game's also very important, guys, uh, for LSU because, yeah, they need to win this game uh, because they're about to go on a back-to-back road stretch of SEC games where Ole Miss is a very good team right now. They're playing well. Jackson's Dart plays well. Uh, We'll see what they do against Alabama this weekend. But then they go to Missouri, who's a team that just beat a very talented Kansas State team. They're 3-0. So depending on how things unfold this weekend, Matty B, LSU could be going on the road to face two SEC teams that have not lost a game this year. So this game is paramount to win. You cannot go to drop to two games and be sitting at two and two and having to go on a two-game road stretch against teams that, again, potentially could be undefeated when you play them both. Yeah. All right. I think uh, that covers everything. We got all the predictions in, our full rundown, um, and our predictions will be on the site, like I said, at noon, so about the time that this podcast drops. Final lines will also be out this evening, so check those out as well for my picks. I think I I think I really like a play here, so we'll see if we can get to 3-1 and one on the year. Making um, that money, uh, and I'll have our game ball predictions up, so you can read a little bit more in depth about who we're picking. I'll throw Matty B's picks in there as well, and uh, we'll kind of keep track on our numbers. We've got to call ourselves out. I need to put that in there each week of what we hit on if we're zero and three, or if we're yeah. one and six, or whatever it exactly. might be. Exactly. So, thank you all for joining us. Uh, you can leave us a like, comment, share, subscribe, um, leave a five star rating, review wherever you're listening on Apple, Spotify, all that stuff. Uh, We thank you all for joining us. We'll be back right after the game to recap LSU and Arkansas. So stay tuned for that as well. Until then, we'll talk to you all later.